Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. My guest today is Arielle Garten. Arielle is a fearless neuroscientist, psychotherapist, mom, former fashion designer, and the female founder and visionary of an amazing and highly successful tech startup called Muse. Muse is a device that reads brains. I don't know about you, but I'm intrigued. She has been featured on TED Talk, CNN, New York Times, and the Wall Street Journal, teaching people how to reach their optimal mental state. She explains what meditation is and the neuroscience involved. She shows how through meditation and technology, you can improve mental, physical, and emotional states to become our best possible self. In this episode, Ariel shares her incredible journey of success from fascinating insights on the brain to inspirational ideas. I know that you're going to absolutely enjoy this episode. So sit back, relax, and ready to be inspired. My guest today is Ariel Garten. She is a fabulous neuroscientist, psychotherapist, fashion designer, and mom, just to name a few of her titles. I'm so excited to have you here with us, and I cannot wait to dive in to some juicy topics with you. So welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So let's kick it off with a little bit of your background and interest in neuroscience. What brought you down that path? Well, I was always really fascinated by how the brain works. I was initially interested by how the world works, you know, why are tables hard? Why do we see something is red? And then I recognized that it's our perception of the world that really creates our experience of life. So I became really fascinated with the brain and neuroscience and then went on to be trained as a psychotherapist to try to help people understand their own experience of reality and how by shifting the thoughts and the experiences that we have in our own mind, we can shift our experience of our reality and generate the life we want to live. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And how did that unfold for you career-wise as you started to deepen each step first with neuroscience, then psychotherapy? What did that look like on the outside in your professional world? So I was one of those people who always was doing everything. When I was a teenager in high school, I had a job in a research lab and a small line of clothing that I sold to stores in Toronto. And then once I got to university, I started selling them to stores in New York. So I very much grew up with this idea that you could do whatever you wanted. You could figure out whatever you wanted and you just had to go and do it. And so I did. I went to university for neuroscience. And as soon as I graduated, I then said, okay, I've been doing the neuroscience thing. I was working in research labs and now I want to really explore the fashion side because that fascinated me as well. So I opened my own clothing design company and at the same time continued to work part-time in research labs and eventually started collaborating with this incredible man called Dr. Steve Mann. He's one of the inventors of the wearable computer and he had an early brain computer interface system. So it was a portable EEG system, an electroencephalogram, just like 
you'd have in a hospital where you could slip an electrode onto your head and track your brain activity, read your brain waves. And we started to create these incredible concerts and experiences where we could change brain activity into sound. And we were actually letting people hear what was going on inside their own minds. And so then with my entrepreneurial hat on, I stepped back and said, okay, this is incredible. I've also kind of been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've been trying to help people understand what goes on in their mind, and this is a way to do it. And so I got together with my two co-founders, Chris Amini and Trevor Coleman, and the three of us set about to start a business around this technology that could help people understand what was going on inside their head from this very basic level. What the system could do is it could let you hear when your mind was active, when your mind was focused, and when your mind was calm. That's incredible. So this is the brain sensing headband Muse, correct? Yep. So that was the genesis of Muse. And ultimately what we built with it was a tool that could help people meditate. Tell me a little bit about that because some of our listeners may be like, what? Like, what is all this about? Tell me more. What are you talking about? So we took this incredible technology, this small portable EEG, and it was just around the time of the sensor revolution where you were starting to see, you know, sensors on your wrists to track your steps, sensors in your scales to track your weight and send it to your phone. And we recognized we could do the same thing for meditation, that we could make a sensor that could track your state of meditation whether you were focused or your mind was wandering. Wow, that's incredible. So for somebody that is maybe brand new to meditation and they put this sensor headband on, walk me through the experience. What does it feel like? Do they actually hear sounds or pulses or what is the actual experience for them? So you slip on a little headband. It's just a comfortable little headband. It connects to an app on your phone and it translates your mind's activity into guiding sounds. And the metaphor we use is your mind is like the weather. So when you're thinking or distracted, you actually hear it as stormy. And as you bring yourself to quiet, focused attention, it quiets the storm. So it's literally giving you real-time feedback on what's going on in your brain while you meditate. So it's kind of like having a little coach or a teacher inside your head saying like, hey, your mind is wandering. Come on back. Yes, you're back. Good. Stay, stay, stay. Oh, wandering again. Come on back. And it's a beautiful soundtrack that really just sounds like your mind. You hear it stormy, you hear it quiet. Wow, that's incredible. I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. So how often do you recommend that people tune in with this device? So people use it just like you would a regular meditation practice, and you can do it any amount of time per day you want. So people who are beginning with a meditation practice, we usually say just start at three or five minutes a day. We have experienced meditators who do it you know, every day for the 20-minute practice, very experienced meditators who can do it for an hour at a time. It really varies. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Can you speak a little bit about the neuroscience behind meditation? Because I know there's a lot of different types of meditation, whether it's to lower blood pressure on a physical side or help manage anxiety on an emotional side, and then spiritual meditations as well, where people are really going into their third eye and up and beyond above the physical body. So can you talk to us a little bit about the neuroscience behind the meditation that you focus on? Sure. So the meditation that you do with Muse is a focused attention meditation. So you're putting your attention on your breath. When your mind wanders, you notice it, and then you choose to come back to your breath. And focused attention meditation is one of the most studied forms of meditation. Focused attention and MBSR are the two with the most literature around them. With Muse specifically, we have 
almost 200 published studies from various institutions using Muse. So one study from the Mayo Clinic had breast cancer patients awaiting surgery using Muse to help them decrease the stress of the cancer care process, increase their quality of life, and decrease their fatigue. So going back to the neuroscience and sort of digging in there a little further, when we're meditating, what you often see, and these are studies by primarily Dr. Sarah Lazar from Harvard, you see an increase in the activity of your prefrontal cortex, which is the area in the front of your head that is responsible for planning, attention, organization, and you see a decrease in the activity of the amygdala. And that's the part of your brain associated with fight or flight that's always scanning for danger. So it's almost like there is a parent-child relationship between the prefrontal cortex, the parent, and the amygdala, the child. So the amygdala wants to freak out at anything it perceives as dangerous like a wrinkle in your pants or real danger. Sometimes they're real dangerous. Sometimes you're just perceived the feeling that somebody doesn't like you, the concern that you said something wrong. And with a meditation practice, what you're doing is you're strengthening your prefrontal cortex and it can now come in. It can achieve metacognition, the ability to observe a situation, rise above it and see it, and then send a message to your amygdala that says, shh, amygdala, it's okay. I know you might be reacting right now, but actually our wisdom tells us that everything is fine. Mm. So with long-term meditation practices, you actually see real change in the brain. You can see a thickening of the prefrontal cortex, a decrease in activity of the amygdala, and even a change in the size of the amygdala with a long-term practice. Wow, that's incredible. Is there a specific age that you would recommend that people start this practice or can it be done with youth under seven as well? So meditation is for everybody. And there are amazing studies out of British Columbia showing that kids who meditate have shown a 15% increase in math scores, a 25% increase in pro-social behavior, 25% decrease in aggression. So really meditation can be started at almost any age. With my kid, I started when he was two, when he would get freaked out, I would say three deep breaths. And now he knows to calm down, we do three deep breaths. That's awesome. Man, I love that. I feel like this should be front page news. I think that the rise of anxiety in our youth is astonishing. And I do feel that with our global climate right now, it doesn't matter what age you are, I think people have to be so extra mindful now to ground and calm and kind of like relax that monkey mind, if you will. So I love what you're doing, what powerful work. What do you find right now because of that people are needing because of this digital distraction, because they could be plugging into the news and getting even more overwhelmed? Meditation is such a key tool to have in your tool chest right now. I cannot articulate enough how important it is to calm your mind and to calm your body. So it's very easy to get caught up in fear because your amygdala wants to find the things that are dangerous and it wants to represent it to you over and over and over again. And so this practice of being able to say, hey, amygdala, we hear what you're saying. We get it. You know, we feel the sensations you're giving us. We see the thought you're giving us. But you know what? We don't need to focus on that this moment. We can take our mind elsewhere. We can make a different choice than being caught up in fear over and over and over again. It's incredibly powerful. And with meditation, there are three aspects to it. Well, there's more aspects, but three aspects we can easily articulate. One is being able to shift your mind out of a difficult place and take it out of a negative and ruminating thought. 
The second is the ability to calm your body. So you're taking deep breaths and you're shifting your physiology out of fight or flight and into rest and digest, which also boosts your immune system. And the third is to be able to manage your emotions and observe what's going on inside of your emotions without getting caught up in them. And all three of those skills are critical right now. They're not only critical, but what's so exciting is that it can be a very independent practice and we don't need to look to an outside source. It's something that we can really tune within and get all those benefits. So I love that we have our own agency over that, which is pretty exciting. I'm also very curious for you because you offer some visualization and other types of meditation. I was able to enjoy the SOS Calm meditation on your blog, which was really beautiful. It was very effective. I'm wondering how or when you would use the headband over one of those guided Calm meditations that you provide. Do you use them in tandem? Just explain a little bit for somebody that's like, hey, I need these tools. What way should I do them? What's the protocol? Sure. So the Muse headband has sensors on it that give you real-time feedback on your brain, your heart, your breath, and your body during your meditation. So the headband is really the key that if you have never meditated before and you're like, what am I supposed to do? It really walks you through how to meditate. It shows you what's going on in your mind. It takes you back to that place. It gives you real data on your brain. It's amazing. And then it also gives you sensors and exercises that help you modulate your heart, that help you find stillness in your body and help you connect with your breath. On top of that, we have a collection of guided meditations. And there we have over 300 guided meditations from top teachers. And we say that if you have a problem in your life, we literally have a meditation for that. If you are frustrated standing in line, we have a meditation for standing in line. If you just had a hard conversation with your partner, we have relationship meditations. Wake up feeling depressed, we have a meditation for morning joy. Literally anything you want in your life, focus, performance, we have meditations for that and keep creating more and more of them. So you use the headband as a tool to do your daily practice and to really get into the meditation zone. And then you can use the guided content to really help and assist you with whatever's coming up in your life. Then we also have a new device called Muse S, which helps you sleep. And we know sleep is key here. And so it gives you guided meditations to help lull you into sleep and also really amazing soundscape that's created from your body in a way that's designed to help you entrain yourself into sleep faster. Wow. So that you can, yeah, quiet your mind, quiet your body, and lull yourself into sleep. Incredible. Wow. That is so needed right now. I love that it entrains with your own unique fingerprint. That's incredible. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Business Thrive, a step-by-step business building online course. Thrive Business Thrive takes you from a concept to paying clients in just 16 weeks. If you're tired of doing it alone and trying to piece together your business by watching one YouTube tutorial after another and following multiple experts, it's time to plug into a tried and true plan. Thrive Business Thrive focuses on results, increasing your impact, and moreover, establishing the foundation needed for a thriving business. To learn more about Thrive Business Thrive, your blueprint to create a flourishing business, visit caseyrossi.com slash thrive. That's caseyrossi.com slash thrive. 
So Ariel, I just want to say that like I've absolutely enjoyed plugging into the free resources that you have on your blog. And I know that there's a deeper resource center for people that want to have even more choices. So it's an incredible, generous give where people want to go deeper, not only with the blogs that you write, but also with the visualization clips. So that is amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, when COVID struck, you know, we said, what do we need to do? What do we need to give to people right now? So we have first responders collections that we made free, the SOS Calm collections. We're always releasing meditations through Untangle Our Podcast so that everybody has resources, whether you have money for them or not. Absolutely. So I have a question for you. Being a multi-passionate entrepreneur and also no stranger to the science of the brain and having a slew of meditation tools and other tools, what's your personal favorite for staying grounded and balanced? Oh, I have so many. I can't choose just one. Okay. I feel fundamentally when we have safety, worth, and love that we are whole and complete. And so I do a meditation every day, one in which I feel love in my heart and feel connected to all the people I love, one in which I allow my body to feel totally safe. Because no matter where we are, even in the midst of this pandemic, you know, if you're in your house and you've done all the things, you are safe and your body might be telling you over and over and over again, you're not. But if you are, you know, just in your house doing your thing, you are safe and you don't have to be sucked in by it. And then another one to articulate your worth. Because, you know, we are all tremendous, fundamentally amazing creatures, and we tend to not see it. We tend to say, oh, no, no, we're not good enough. Oh, no, you know, I'm not this enough. But we are all enough. We are all amazing and capable. And so anytime you see a hear a little voice in your head that says, oh, no, I'm not, just stop and give yourself love. Just stop and, like, reflect on one thing that you did well today. Just stop and reflect on one person who loves you because you are you. And as you do that, you fill your bucket further and further and further, and you are more able to shine your own light in this world. I love that. That's like a two-minute meditation right there. People could just go rewind and play that and be good to go. I love that. That's awesome. I was reading too that you were talking about the relationship between fear and uncertainty. And I paused there when I read that in one of your articles, and I thought, So many times in our busy life, we actually don't take the opportunity to even assess that that could even be looked at as a quote unquote relationship because we just keep going on to the next thing. So I would love it if you could speak a little bit about that topic a little bit more in depth, our relationship with fear and uncertainty, really looking at it as something outside of ourselves, and maybe acknowledging it for the very first time because it is so in our face right now. Yeah. So fear is a topic that I love. And prior to the pandemic, I spent a lot of time actually working with fear and going into my fears. So fear is generated by the amygdala. It's scanning for danger and it's wanting to warn you of things. And it creates intense sensations in your body, which we experience as feeling scared. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes these are really useful and warranted because they warn us of things we should be doing. We need to be washing our hands. We need to be careful of keeping six feet from people. We need to be doing these things. But having too much fear about them is actually not at all helpful. And your fear system will continue to represent information back to you that it thinks is important because that's its job. And so I actually, prior to the pandemic, spent a long time putting myself in situations that I was afraid of but I knew ultimately we're safe Mm. and changing my relationship with fear 
And so now I'm at the point in my life where I can feel fear and not get sucked in by fear. I can say, okay, I'm having the sensation of fear, but I know I'm doing the things required to keep myself safe and it's fine. You know, this fear is actually not required anymore. So fear rises, it falls, and it goes away. I've been desensitized. And I think when you start to see fear not as just this inherent thing that takes you over and is that you're stuck in, when you see fear as something that you can shift and move, that you can acknowledge, that you can accept, and that you can let go of when you've got this, or even when you've got a couple steps to getting this, and know that fear is screaming louder than it ever needs to, and you can let it know that you can just calm down now, it's okay, you can completely transform your life and the level of stress that you live under in situations like this. Yeah, I can totally see that. And it just brings um, to mind your point of the parent-child relationship with the sections of our brain. And I really feel like when you acknowledge and separate yourself, look at fear that, yes, it can be there to keep us safe, but then also put it in perspective get a little distancing so it dissolves. I mean, what a powerful practice. I think we could have a whole episode just on that, acknowledging and dissolving fear. Happy to come back anytime and do that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's incredible. That's awesome. What do you have exciting coming up on the docket? So for us, you know, being able to support people right now is key. So generating more meditations. We have a cancer collection that's going to be coming out. Thanks to the study that we did with the Mayo Clinic on breast cancer patients, they now have more studies coming up with additional cancer patients. And so we've created resources for that. And then growing our community. So there are hundreds of thousands of people all over the world that use Muse regularly, whether it's, you know, in their own homes or through a healthcare system or, you know, their yoga teachers or massage therapists or chiropractors who recommend it to their patients. And so, you know, working with our community and making sure that they have all the resources they need and are really working with each other because it's been amazing to watch through the pandemic how all of the musers have come together and supported each other and they run guided meditation sessions for each other and spend time really feeling connected. Incredible. So that we sense of that. community connection is key. Unbelievable. That's awesome. So when people want to learn more about you, where's the best place to direct them to? So you can find Muse at choosemuse.com. That's our website. And then on all the social channels, we are at choosemuse. And then my personal channels on Instagram, I'm Ariel's Musings and Twitter, Ariel.Garten. Awesome. I love it. I'll make sure to put all of those links in the show notes. And if you were to leave our listeners with some bright light wisdom, some tips that they can put into place today, what would it be? So first thing, take time to slow down and breathe. Whatever feels like it's pressing, it can wait a moment. Mm. You can take the opportunity throughout your day to take the time to reset your body, to just take deep breaths, reset your body, ground in the moment, and then move on. And as you do it over and over again, it has the cumulative effect of keeping you in a calm place. Don't forget to laugh. Laughter is so key. It might seem entirely counterintuitive to be laughing right now, but laughing boosts your immune system, gets yourself out of fight or flight, and when you're laughing, you can't think. So, I mean, if you're home with your little ones and you finally figured out how to work from home with them or not, take the time just to laugh with them. Chase them around in circles. That is good medicine for all of you. And finally, we are all amazing, beautiful creatures. And whatever's going on, it might seem overwhelming. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Fundamentally, you've got this. 
Oh, that's beautiful, Ariel. Thank you so much. I mean, on those notes, I feel that my heart is personally filled. I'm sure the listeners are feeling really connected and inspired as well. Continue to do the really beautiful, bright work that you are doing in the world. Let's continue to spread the message of being whole and being perfect as we are and using tools that we can help ground, balance, and center ourselves. Plus, I love the laughing bit. Like, (laughs) I know for myself, like, that is something that we need to cultivate, I need to cultivate even more of. We can tend to be really serious as entrepreneurs. So the whole laughing piece is like, how do we get more of that? How do we tap more into joy and laughter? And sometimes just even like starting a laugh it kind of like has this contagious effect, especially if you're with, like you said, friends, family, kids, and you can just like, I don't know, it just continues to go and build. And that's a really fun thing too. I noticed on your site, you talked about laughing yoga and I love the aspect that it does boost the immune, but you know, we can just start laughing over nothing. And then all of a sudden we have these belly yucks that come up. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I did a great podcast episode on Untangle, my podcast with a laughter yoga teacher, and she shares the techniques for laughter yoga, which are amazing. So you can check that out as well. I will link to that because that's a perfect dovetail to this. So an actual practical so we can actually get right into our belly yucks and simulate and activate some joy and some laughter. So that's awesome. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, my sincere pleasure. Thank you. Yes. Enjoy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on Women Developing Brilliance. If so, head on over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.